What's up, sports fans, and welcome to the next episode of the FCA Guy podcast, where we talk faith and sports. We're here in the coach's office today, a little bit different. It is a Sunday afternoon. I'm with Coach Froschel. Coach, how are you doing today? Oh, doing great. Thanks for having me today. Coach is the head coach for the freshman football team and also the wide receivers coach on the varsity. He's also the assistant varsity baseball coach. Coach, we want to kind of get in a little bit, learn more about you. I know that you grew up in the area. Mm-hmm. If you want to elaborate that on your family history, we'll we'll get into it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I uh, graduated from Hayes High School in, in 2004, but don't hold that against me. You know, that, <laughs> that was before Lyman was open. So, uh, yeah, I graduated from Hayes in 2004, uh, played, played baseball and football throughout high school and uh, – uh, then after that, I went to uh, college at St. Edwards, played baseball there, uh, and then transferred and graduated and played baseball at Mary Harden Baylor uh, and graduated from there in 2008. So you played baseball. Was that your main sport then? Uh, yeah, baseball was, was my main sport through um, high school and college. Okay, and you mentioned earlier, I believe after college, you attended law school. Is that correct? Yes. After uh, after college, I went to St. Mary's Law School and, and then practiced law for a few years before I got into coaching. Well, that's a great segue into coaching. Why would someone leave law, studying law, uh, to go into the coaching profession? Well, so whenever I was uh, whenever I was practicing law and, and after I yeah, uh, worked for a while, I started volunteer coaching at San Antonio Christian High School down in San Antonio. And uh, I mean, I just, you know, it was going to be kind of a part time thing, just, you know, getting back into sports, get back into baseball. And I just fell in love with it. I mean, it was, you know, like, why, why am I trying to? hustle around all day long to make enough money to have free time to go coach when I could just get paid to, you know, teach and coach, which is, you know, what I really enjoy doing. So that's kind of how all that happened. Now, what was your area of expertise in law? It was just, it was general practice. I did, I did all different types of cases. Okay. Now tell me how long have you been actually coaching? Mm, Well, if you, I think I was at San Antonio Christian when that, during that overlap time for three years and then uh, this would be my sixth year, I think. Uh, yeah, sixth year uh, coaching. Full-time. And where did you start your career coaching? I was at Need- Needville High School. Oh, the, it was my first. The Blue Jays. Mm-hmm, the Needville Blue Jays. Yep. Impressed that I know that. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? Funny story though, because uh, yeah, I was uh, I was uh, uh, somewhere and I had a, a Needville shirt on around here, and somebody stopped me, and they're like, "You." you, you you know, and of all the places, you know, here I ran into somebody that was from Needville. It's going to be Mike North. He went to Needville. He lives here. His uh, kids went to Hayes High School. Oh, yeah. I'll bet you. Uh, one thing about Needville, people may or may not know, is that their softball, Little League baseball team mm-hmm. just went to the Little League World Series. Yeah. So where did you go after Needville? After Needville, I went right down the road to Columbia High School in, in West Columbia, and I was I was the quarterbacks coach there for a year, and then after that I uh, got a head baseball coaching job at Colleen Shoemaker, uh, and was there for three years before I came here. Okay, and how did you get here? When I say here, I mean how did you get to Layman High School as the freshman high school you know, <laughs> our freshman football coach, head football coach, and wide receivers coach? So I. Uh, uh, my dad got sick my last year in Shoemaker, and I was uh, I was trying to find a place that was closer to home. Uh, honestly, I just had I had a feeling that you know 
I was going to end up at Langdon. So, I mean, I applied for some different places in, in the area and, and had a couple offers, but I just had this feeling that eventually, you know, some way I, I, that was going to be the job that I got. And, uh, you know, right up at the last minute last year, in the summer last year, I got a call from uh, the coach who was the defense coordinator last year to say, hey, you know, come in and, and uh, interview. And next thing I knew, I was here. Now, remind me how long have you been here at Lehman? This is my second year. Second year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad to have you here. Um, I do want to talk about the game a little bit. I want to talk to Coach Castillo about mm-hmm. the game. And you are the wide receivers coach. And I know that your quarterback, Colin, he ha- he's averaging, and we'll get into this a little bit, over 100 yards a game. And you've got a receiver, Noah Long, who's doing really well in that. So – Really unique this past game. I got invited, actually, I got voluntold to go up and help with spotting or announcing. So I was up in the booth trying to keep track of numbers and between offense and defense and play. So I had a really unique perspective of the game. So I'm going to have some insight, I think, that's going to be a lot of fun when we get into that. So, Coach, also, I understand that you are musically talented. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do. I can play uh, three instruments. And, at once? Uh, or do you play? Not, not, no, not at once. Not at once. You know. But, uh, yeah, so when I was in high school, and, well, junior high and high school, I was, I was in the band, uh, and I played the bassoon. You know, I don't know if many people know what, what, uh, what that is, but uh, band director, he, you know, he's a – Describe it as the burping bedpost is what it looks like. That was uh that was his thing. But yeah, I, I was in the in the band and uh so always, you know always always support the band. You know, I always got a soft spot in my heart for the band. You know, it's one of the things I, I always enjoyed. I don't think people realize how hard the band really works. They're here usually before school, they're here after school, they're marching, uh, getting ready for competition, they're performing at halftime. They they do a really great thing for the school. So I applaud that very much. Coach, it's good to have you. I know you're working with Coach Kazi over there in the baseball. Y'all about to get a new field? I hope so. You know, hopefully they'll start start putting that AstroTurf in pretty soon. Yeah, that's going to be a nice. Um, I think that's both baseball and softball. They're going to be redoing the whole complex here, I believe. So that's going to be a nice addition to Layman Baseball and to Layman Athletics, I believe. So we're going to transition into Inside the Huddle. This is where Coach Castillo comes in. And we're going to do a little recap of the game with Smithson Valley, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Kenyon Cougars a little bit. So, Coach, as I mentioned, I had kind of a unique perspective because I was up in the booth yeah. watching the game and not on the sideline right. like I normally am. Uh, first half, great first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smith and Valley ranked in the top ten in the state. Number three team in the state. Number three team in the state. Y'all had them at – it was 14-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were two fumbles that were lost mm-hmm. in that. Uh, do you want to comment a little bit about that? I know the end of the game didn't end like we wanted to, but I'd like to really focus on that first half because yeah. that's layman football. No doubt. No, we, uh, you know, we, we wanted to come out and, and uh, do our thing. Like I've told the coaches, you know, we've got to figure out what we're good at and uh, just do that. And so we, we had a plan to, to keep it simple. And I thought we did that really well. Uh, you know, obviously we had two big turnovers that kind of hurt us there would probably be a different game. Uh, you know, we, we may be tied going to the half. We may be up at the half. Uh, but 
you know, I thought we played really hard. I thought we took advantage of some of their mistakes. You know, we, we, we forced them into some turnovers also by being aggressive defensively. Um, and then we got a big play there at the end zone with, uh, Trey Allen catching that touchdown pass uh, after we drove a little bit. So, uh, really great first half. I think we, we surprised some people and, uh, you know, even surprised them, had them on the ropes a little bit. But, you know, you talk about the second half, they, they're a championship team for a reason. You know, Coach Hill's been there for 40 years. I think he told me 41 years before uh, uh, the game we talked. And and so that's, you know, they they're, they have a tradition and those kids regrouped and, and uh, you know, they just kind of stayed the course. And then we didn't take advantage. You know, we, we they came out, uh, we kicked off to them. We had a three and out and they punted to us. So we get the ball and we just don't do anything with it. And then, you know, we're kind of back and forth there for a little bit. And then they, they, get a score on the board and then a fumble and then another interception and it just becomes a, a downhill from there. But, you know, the good thing is our kids fought to the end. Again, I, I say that probably every week that we're together is our kids are fighting to the end. You know, the score is not indicative of kind of how well we played. Um, but I was reading a comment about the air raid offense and, uh, you know, one of the coaches said, Hey, we're going to, if we're going to lose by one, man, might as well lose by 50 if we're trying to win. So we're going to go and try to win the game and they may, you know, end up in some mistakes or something that looks bad later on in the end, but we're going to try to win the game. And, uh, you know, we're not, we're not there for moral victories to go, Oh, we played them really well 14 to seven. That's not the goal here. So anyway, we, uh, you know, I think we, Learned a lot about our kids. They're excited about playing still. You know, our biggest fear was that they would uh, not want to keep playing for us. And shoot, they're, they're fired up about these next four weeks for sure. I mentioned earlier uh, Colin Richardson, mm-hmm. your senior quarterback. He's a little bit over 50%, but he's averaging almost 200 yards a game. Mm-hmm. And I know as long as he's been 73. And he's throwing to a young man, Noah Long, another senior. Mm-hmm. He's got 43 receptions, if that's correct. Over 600 yards total receiving, over 100 yards per game. He yeah. seems to be kind of your go-to guy. Yeah, no, those two guys are they're connected at the hip. In all honesty, they're both senior captains. They, you know, they've known each other for so long, and they want to get this place right. Uh, I think whenever the the guys need a play, we need a play that they look for each other. They they look for each other to do that. And uh, you know, we get the ball in Noah's hands. He's he's pretty spectacular. You know, he caught a pass the other night and uh, made some moves against Smithson Valley. You know, he. He fumbled there at the end. I know he felt bad, but man, just to get there, you know, go about 60 yards or 50 yards after making that catch is huge. And, um, you know, he's, he's been awesome for us all year. I, I tell our coaches, you know, coach Froschel and coach Spear and coach Rodriguez, like get him the ball, like find a way to get him the ball. And, um, you know, as far as Colin, you know, we want him to uh, continue what he's doing, become a little bit more efficient. Um, you know, we start out this, the game, we want to push the ball a bit and, uh, you know, we have a little, six yard hitch play which you know kids running six yards stopping and, and just a simple little throw and you know we overthrow a little bit but you know he makes those throws nine out of ten times and the tenth time we needed to get it done it just didn't get done so you know if he can be more efficient more uh you know consistent with that we'll be we'll be rolling you seem to attack the middle quite a bit it seems to be an area that's either wide open because of linebackers are either pulled in on mm-hmm. a fake or they're dropping out to the flats yeah you know one thing i also tell the guys is you know use their Use their whatever they feel good at or whatever they're good at against them. So, you know, Smithson Valley had some very aggressive linebackers. They came up and wanted to make plays. So why not do that and then throw the ball over their head a little bit? Um, you know, whatever they're good at, whatever everybody else is good at, use it against them. And I've, I've had that since I've been coaching. You know, I've coached, you know, uh, less talented teams, uh, but I've competed against talented teams because they're so good at playing their technique that it – it almost forces them to, you know, mess up because we're, we're doing something different. So anyway, we, uh, that's, that's kind of our, our 
I guess, our philosophy there. I think another area, though, that people may have noticed, and if they haven't, I'm sure they will, is your defense on your secondary defense. Mm-hmm. You've had quite a few interceptions, five interceptions. Mm-hmm. You've had six games, five interceptions. Yeah. But you had double-digit interceptions in a couple of games yeah. in this one. Yeah. You know, it kind of turned the game mm-hmm. a little bit. We didn't capitalize on it necessarily. Yeah. But – I don't know what you're doing differently. You're doing really well in the secondary. Yeah. We, you know, number one, we hired Coach Camacho to help us get turnovers, you know, to be aggressive. And then Coach Batson's a great coach and teaching those guys great technique. I think our secondary is one of our strongest uh, parts of our team. Um, you know, if we can stop the run with, with our guys there up front and, make, and force people to pass, we can get opportunities to, to get interceptions, stuff like that. So we were, you know, not that we stopped Smithson Valley running the ball, but we, Held them a couple times to force third and long, a second and long, things they don't want to do, and uh, that forces people to throw the ball when they don't want to. So, you know, two big interceptions. One got called back. Uh, you know, we we contain uh, maintain possession of the ball, but we basically it became a sixty yard penalty because we ran it all the way down the field, and then we get a block, um, you know, block in the back or something like that. So they have to bring it back, uh, and then the other one, uh, you know, we. I think we had a turnover and then we turned, got the turnover from them. And, um, that was just an awesome play. It helped us get, get a score down at the second half or first half. Well, it was a great game in the first half. I'm going to tell you the, the players played well. I think the coaches did a great job. So, uh, I think we did good moving into this next game mm-hmm. that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is homecoming. Yeah. It's probably a little bit different. A lot of excitement with mm-hmm. that coming into the game, yeah. but we are playing Kenyon Cougars who just beat Hayes high mm-hmm. school. Yep. Um, with a really big first quarter. Right. If they hadn't had that first quarter, it probably would have been a different outcome. Mm-hmm. But they're only coming at one and two in district. Mm-hmm. They're three and three. Yep. Um, so tell us a little bit about Canyon. I know they're a good team. If you want to elaborate yep. on that. and Yeah, no, I uh, I know Coach Leonard, the head coach. He was uh, actually an assistant coach in San Antonio when I was assistant coach also. He first started out. So I know he's a great young coach. He's a great coach, great person. Um you know, his kids are playing hard for him. Um, you know, they've got a very talented offensive line, uh, great little receiver there. I think number four quarterback is, is pretty sharp defensively. They, they get after it. You know, they want to come downhill and, you know, make plays downhill from the secondary spots and linebacker spots. Um, they're a good football team. You know, they, they're three and three, but they're, they've played some tough teams all around the state. You know, they went to Corpus and, and played some people and, you know, our district obviously is pretty tough. So, um, they'll be ready to go, you know, and then, you know, it's our homecoming. So nobody wants to be the homecoming uh, opponent. You know, they're going to use that as motivation, but, um, I like our chances. You know, if we play hard, I, I think if we keep the same energy and, and the way that we played, in spurts versus the the last three teams, you know, the three toughest teams in our district, uh, we have a chance. So uh, obviously we want to stop what they're good at and, uh, you know, take advantage of some things that they're not very good at. I mentioned earlier that we're in your office on Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. a little different. Mm-hmm. We normally do this on a Monday mm-hmm. mon- morning, but tomorrow's a holiday. Yep. But you came up with a really unique plan for these kids. Do you want to tell yeah. us what we're doing? So we uh, we decided that we're going to have a midnight madness practice. So since we don't have school tomorrow, we're going to start right at midnight, work for about an hour and a half, and then uh, get the kids off the field and go. So uh, the goal is to kind of get them to bed uh, you know, a little bit later tonight and let them sleep. However, their parents let them sleep through the day uh, and not have to worry about coming up. You know, normally we'd wake them up and get them here about seven o'clock and practice at seven thirty. And I was like, you know, we can we can make it fun. So we're going to have a uh, Sunday night football game watching party here in a little bit. We'll have the Cowboys 49ers game on, feed the kids some pizzas and then uh, uh, watch the game in the gym. 
and then go to practice. So uh, it'll be a fun little deal. I think it's uh, different, but uh, I, I think our kids are excited, like Coach Froschel said, and then uh, our coaches are too. You know, I, I think uh, Isaac, uh, what does he call him, Coach Rod too. Coach Rod too. That's right. He uh, he ta- he texted the guys last night. He said, "Hey, make sure you guys take a nap because some of y'all are really old and you're not going to want to stay up late." So. I did not take that advice, so we'll see how it goes here in a little bit. Well, I know most people that will listen to this podcast will think it will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably won't be able to get this out till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I want to let them know kind of why you're doing this mm-hmm. a little bit. It's a little unique mm-hmm. to have a Sunday night practice yeah. or Sunday practice mm-hmm. and a Sunday night practice. Right. Yeah, I, I think, number one, it's it throws – it just creates a different energy. You know, it's like, oh, wow, you know, when I brought it up to the captains first and, and the coaches – the coaches are down for whatever. They're awesome. You know, we'll do whatever and, you know, whatever makes it better for us. And uh, the kids were really excited. You know, the captains were They're like, man, this is really neat. So I guess it's something that hadn't been done in a while. Um, you know, they're going to be up anyway. They'll be at home on their phones or doing something dumb, you know. So might as well come up here and get better. You know, obviously we can't practice on a Sunday. Um, but I've done in the past where our first UIL allowed practice for the fall I've done a midnight madness practice and it gets the community involved. You know, the parents are excited. They want to show up. Uh, we had, I know when you walked in the building today, you saw a ton of balloons and streamers and everything. Parents were here decorating. Uh, so there's a different level of energy and, and getting people involved. So that was fun. That's kind of why we wanted to do it. And then, you know, just it's a different change of pace for some other stuff too. I think that's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Uh, I hope your coaches can hold up. I know the kids can <laughs> for that. Be a lot of coffee here in a little bit. <laughs> Uh, tonight it is homecoming. It's a lot of festivities that go along with that. Does that interrupt your planning for your halftime, your your rhythm at all? I literally that was the first thing I talked about when I walked in. I was like, the distractions are going to be there. Doesn't matter. We can't do anything about that. But our job as coaches is to literally get them focused on the game. That's from the freshman, uh, the flex team, the freshman, and then the. JV and then the varsity. All of the, our guys got to be prepared to play football, and uh, you know we can we can make it a distraction. You know, we got a little parade here and there. We got a pep rally, which we've done. Um, but really, the goal is to get to the game. I mean, if we lose the game uh, or we don't perform well in the games, all of it doesn't matter really. Everybody's going to talk about the game and how bad it was. So again, our job is pretty simple there. After if we win, it'll be exciting and fun. Um, but it it'll be a lot funner if we win the game and, and do it that way. We're, and the game is Friday night. It's Correct. a home game, mm-hmm. obviously, because against the Canyon Cougars at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Give us a schedule for the sub-varsity, if you will, the sure. JV and the freshmen. I'd like for those to know yeah. so they can support those. Yeah, so Thursday will be in split field. So the JV will go to Canyon, play there at 530. Uh, and then we have a flex team, which is made up of our freshmen and some JV kids. So it's a mix of freshman JV kids who get to play against a mix of their JV freshman kids. Uh, normally kids who uh, don't get to play a lot of plays in some areas. Uh, maybe we need some more help in, in, a, in a spot here and there. So we'll mix kids up. Uh, they're going to play at 5 and then our freshman team, which will be a separate group of freshmen, will play at 6.30. So, you know, I'm really happy that we're playing three sub-varsity teams. I really would like to go to four. I have a two JV group and a two freshman group. Hopefully that happens soon. I think that helps our um, it helps our program overall. You get more kids playing. You get to evaluate more kids, and then they just stay in the program. And, you know, we get a ton of kids just being involved, and that's what I really want. Great. Coach Froshaw, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, good to meet you. Going to learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, good to have you. Coach C, always a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for letting us come into your of office. 
tomorrow night, I was going to make a quick announcement about our FCA Fields of Faith. It's tomorrow night. It's over at Bob Shelton Stadium. That's going to be October 9th. It starts at 645, day 15. We want to invite all of our high school and middle school students to come out. It's going to be a time of worship and message. It's one night, one field, one faith. Uh, we'll look forward to everybody coming out. We appreciate you very much, and we really wish you the best this week. And then we'll see you on the other side of this. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, thanks.